are seeing is that uh, this hospital strike is taking place across all provinces. Not every facility is affected, but many major facilities, many major tertiary hospitals in the Free State, in the Eastern Cape, in the Western Cape, in Northwest, are affected. And what is troubling is that, you know, whilst the healthcare workers and the nurses who are at the forefront of the strike have certainly have a legitimate grievance uh, and play such a crucial role in our public health care system, the way the strike is being conducted, despite what was said in the interview a minute ago, is in fact causing very, very, very serious interruptions to availability of healthcare services. And I would go as far as saying that it is causing people to die and it is causing uh, a great deal of, of, of pain and indignity to people who are inpatients in the hospital. And that, that, I think, is the concern. So at this point, uh, any casualties as yet, any people who have died as a result of the strike action that you are aware of, Mark? Well, I, I can't say to you that uh, there's this person and there's that person, but what I can tell you is that uh, doctors who are now having to look after wards in major hospitals are, for example, telling us that in the mornings they are finding people dead in beds in some hospitals because those people have not been looked after and monitored overnight, have not uh, had drips replaced, have not had the rehydration that they need. So it is causing loss of life. And in other instances, you are having essential uh, operations, essential care that is being postponed. I was very happy to hear that the Nahawu person from outside Charlotte McLeche say that they're not turning away ambulances, but in some places ambulances are being turned away. And so the appeal, therefore, is how to conduct this legitimate uh, strike, uh, expressing legitimate grievances, but to do so in a way that doesn't deliberately target the patient. And that is the nub of the matter, isn't it? Uh, nobody is denying that Nahau and their members have legitimate grievances uh, that they need to address with the government as the employer. But as a human rights activist, if you just look at what's happening, and of course, uh, in the free state where some of the healthcare workers, as we heard um, in that interview with our reporter, uh, according to the government official, where some people were um, forcefully removed who had yeah. actually gone into work. I mean, what about their rights and, and, and the rights of the patients in this regard, especially those who are in need of critical care? Well, those are very important rights. You know, it's wrong in a strike to shambok other healthcare workers or to threaten other healthcare workers or to assault and bundle them out of the hospital, as happened at a uh, hospital in Northwest, uh, Chepong Hospital. It, it, it's just wrong to, to do that, particularly when people are conflicted because they understand that they are there to care, they're there to protect life, they're there to provide treatment. And it's equally wrong to act in a way that is impacting on the poorest of poor patients. You know, many people, as you know, take their little money uh, and travel long distances to go to clinics and hospitals, only to get to the clinic and hospital and find that they can't be 
seen and that they can't be cared for. And, and the trauma that this is causing is, is immense. You know, some of the doctors that I've been talking to are saying, listen, we just got through COVID, which was a terrible shock to the healthcare system. Now this is happening. This type of thing is going to cause an implosion in the healthcare system. Now, even if the strike ended tomorrow, the repercussions, the damage, the distrust, the loss of patients, people who haven't taken their medicines will continue for, for weeks, if not longer. And I suppose you're not exactly um, in a position to answer this, but I think we're all just hoping to find solutions anyway, in any uh, possible way, um, Mark. So how do we move from this point? You know, um, what should be done in order to end the strike or at least ensure that those who are in need of critical care actually receive the care that they deserve? Well, there's there's one thing in particular, which is that for years there has been talk of what's called a minimum service level agreement between the health unions and their employers, the government. A minimum service level agreement would be an agreement between the unions and their employers that says we have a right to strike and protest. When we exercise that right to strike, we will maintain a minimum level of service to ensure that we we, we do not cause a loss of life, we do not cause harm, and we will exercise our right to protest. That agreement doesn't exist, uh, and that's why we're seeing the scenes that we are we, we are seeing. But then on top of that, you know, government, including, I have to say, the Treasury, has to sit down with the public sector unions because there is a legitimate grievance. Our nurses are crying. They are suffering. They are underpaid. They are overstretched. They are working in hospitals and clinics where essential posts are not being filled, and therefore they're being expected to do more than is humanly possible often. And I think that the anger and the violence in some ways reflect the fact that the human resources in our healthcare system are stretched to breaking point. It doesn't justify it, and I'm condemning it as a health activist, but it is a signal to our government that we had better wake up, stop cutting our budgets for health systems, and treat our public health care system and workers with respect. Thanks so much for your time, uh, human rights and um, health activist uh, Mark Haywood, also editor at the Daily Maverick.